Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. This is the Cashin' Out Podcast with Anthony Rothman. I'm Scotty Vegas. And Anthony, I'll tell you what, some weekends you win, and then other weekends you take a beating, and I took a beating this Scotty, weekend. As Tom, as the late Tom Petty once sang, some days are diamonds, some days are rocks. <laughs> you got rocked. Yes, yes, it was rough. You know, this is this is one where I went into the weekend so confident, too. You know, I, I feel like all my bets were coming through. Everything was happening, going on the right side. College pro, both? Uh, it was a little bit of both. So I did one humongous parlay. You know, I, I had hit the week before on a big parlay, yeah. so I decided, okay, let's keep the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Let's let's keep the same strategy of picking money line uh, favorites mm-hmm. and throwing eight, eight of them together and trying to get a big parlay. And I can tell you, it started out fantastic. I got a couple right on Friday night. I did okay in the Saturday early morning games. Uh, and then and I had Iowa, so that came through for me. But then the big parlay came to a crashing halt when I took North Carolina on the money line, who was an 18-point favorite. Just needed them to win the game, and they lose to Florida State. Mm. And that ended up being one of two losses because I also had Alabama in there. So you win some, you lose some. You got close. I mean, how many le- you got through what? Five legs of it or something? Like I got that? through five. It was an eight way parlay yeah. and six of them hit. So, well, and was North Carolina going on simultaneously with, with Bama? Uh, no, North Carolina was actually the three thirty yeah. game and I couldn't hedge out of it. Uh, Cause I just had too much uh, left on the plate, yeah. you know? Well, sometimes you got to look at it this way. There was part of me that felt like jumping in on Bama when they were down. I did that. Okay. And then I did. you get cracked both ways. Yes, I did. Because I don't know what kind of, and by the way, the hard part about Bama being down is they still probably didn't get a lot of value. No. And I, I can tell you, I took them at halftime. They were down 14 at the half yeah. and it was a pick em. It was a pick em <laughs> at that point. Unbelievable. And I loved it. I was like, well, I, I, I think I'm Bet pretty to win sure the game. Bama's going to come back and win. And then they took the lead. They went up by a touchdown, and, and then, you know, it, it seemed like it was over and done with. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a loss. It was it was rough. But we got to talk about how awesome Saturday was as far as the college football games because this was as good of a college football weekend as I can remember in a long time. Oklahoma, Texas, the public was really split on this one. I remember going into this game, Oklahoma, one and four against the spread this year. They're the favorite in every game. Sooners D, I thought was a little better than the Longhorns. Maybe they could slow down Bijan. Um, Spencer Rattler, you know he's been inconsistent at best. They wound up yanking him and putting in the other quarterback in Williams and 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 getting to a point where you thought maybe they were going to pull this off. Oklahoma is just the winning ugly team. I mean, we wouldn't touch them against the spread anymore just because they're so inconsistent. Um, the public was right about Iowa. Now they didn't know that. Clifford was going to go down. That changed the entire game. But I think almost 80% of the money came in on the Hawkeyes. The over-under was uh, was under 47. Um, defense in Iowa has just been, as a team, has just been absolutely amazing. And, and here we go with an Iowa team that you're not really 
you just don't know what to do here except maybe play the unders, but the over-unders are so low. Um, I don't even remember what the final score of that game was. Do you? Um, take a look. Let's because see. The over-under on that game was pretty low. In it fact, was low 40s. It was, was the 41. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, in the final score, it was 43. So it actually went over. And so you had some crazy games. You had the high-scoring games of the Big 12 and – and then you have that slugfest in Iowa City. You've got the Michigan-Nebraska game coming down to the wire. Um, the interesting part, and then Notre Dame, you know, the Notre yeah. Dame game, which, you know, I thought that was going to be their last stand. They wind up pulling that thing out. Um, so you're in a situation now where the value, I think, and I looked this up the other day for us, and I don't know if this is accurate right now because I don't have the – this was like last night or yesterday afternoon – was the college football odds to win it all now that Bama has lost. Bama is still the second betting favorite to win it all. Sure. But they're going to have to beat Georgia in an SEC title game to even get in the playoff. Like, I would be very nervous betting on Bama right now to win it all because they've lost their get-out-of-jail-free card. If they were undefeated going to an SEC title game, it doesn't matter. Loser is still getting in the tournament in the Final Four. But now... They've really backed themselves into an all-or-nothing corner where not only do they have to win out, because you look at Ohio State versus Bama and winning out, Ohio State has the tougher schedule, like from a massive standpoint of how many teams they're going to have to beat that are good, but Bama's going to face the big dog, no pun intended, probably in an SEC title game, and if they lose, they're out. So I would not touch them. The value, the value right now seems to be on Ohio State at like nine to one, I'll have to look. I don't. Do you have the odds in front of you? Yeah, future? I'm, I'm pulling them up right now because I've got a value play that may exist here, and I saw this yesterday that I thought Ohio State was like nine to one to win it all, and it seems like if you fast forward in your mind to them getting past everybody, them up against Georgia, that offense against that defense could be. I mean, the game. So, so they are eight to one. I'm telling you, that's value, man. Ohio State's eight to one. By the way, you talked about Alabama. They're plus 240 right now, which it's not there for me. I'm 100% with you. I, taking Alabama makes no sense right no, now. Not right now. Because basically, what they're going to have is <laughs> they're going to have to beat Georgia in a 50 50 game. If you like Alabama to win the national title, then you would almost just wait till that SEC title game where they'll probably be either a pick them or a slight underdog and bet them game by game by game rather than betting them at plus 240. It does not make any sense to take them as a future bet. Now, here's there's some value here. Depending on how Sean Clifford responds and Penn State, if you believe that Penn State, and this may not even be belief, but just may be some value here, Give me what Penn State is to win it all. 80 to 1. 80 to 1. 80 to 1. Yes. And, so. you know, it's funny because I think we, when we did this last week, because we looked at futures last week, I think they were 25 to 1. I think I they mean, were 25 to 1 and, and fall all the way to 80. I think that's probably got to be thinking that they think Sean Clifford's going to be out for a while. I, and that may be it because think about this. They control their own destiny as far as getting to a Big Ten title game. Right. right. They play Ohio State. They play Michigan. They play Michigan State. Like, they control their own destiny. That loss to Iowa 
at a cross-conference game does not kill them. It only increased their value. And I'm not saying that I truly believe that a Penn State has enough to be a national champion, but if they beat Ohio State, and there's some belief then they will have beaten the best team in the conference, and they get another shot at Iowa in a Big Ten title game, in a revenge game, and you've got them at 80-1, to what you've got is serious hedge money. And I'm, so I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not betting them to actually win the title. I'm jumping in on the 80-1. to 1, So if I can just get them to a Big Ten title game, I can start betting against them hedge-wise. Yeah. You know, the, I guess here's the thing. Playing in Columbus uh, October 30th, what's the spread on that? What do you think Penn State is in that game? Because I think they're probably about a 10-point underdog here. It's close. To that number. If so Clifford's fully healthy. I could see it being less. So you have to win that game. Obviously you have to beat Michigan, which to me, that Michigan game is probably about a 50, 50 game Penn state and Michigan. Uh, and then you've got to beat uh, Iowa. It's a long way to go. I'm just telling you it's the 80 to one that has me thinking that Penn state's no pushover if Clifford's healthy. And so if you're getting that value, like I said, I'm not betting that value over Ohio State. Yeah. I think Ohio State at 8-1 to one is a much better value than even Penn State might be at 80 because I think Ohio State could actually win it all Yeah. where I'm not so sure Penn State. But it's hard for me, Scotty, to, to get away from having 80-1 to one in my pocket. Like let's say you threw – just make up a number. Let's Even if you threw 100 bucks, and then you've got something to play with if, if, and it's a big if, they got to beat Ohio State. The bet goes into the toilet once they lose Ohio, to Ohio State. But if you feel like they could come into Columbus and actually win the game, there's value there. But I recommend betting on both because there's value on Ohio State. So either way, that bet's going to live. That's that's the correct way. I, I, I'm with you on you bet both ways. Um, by the way, guess what Iowa is? 25 to 1, 30 to 1? Uh, 20. 20 to one. And now we're in a situation for Iowa is they're basically already locked in to the big 10 championship game. Right. I mean, there's no way they're not going to be an Indy. I just don't know how they could get past. Well, I'll tell you what, if you get into that, the ugly bowl, if somehow they play Georgia in a semifinal and you have defense against defense yeah, and maybe, maybe you could win an ugly game, but I, I Georgia certainly is the favorite for a reason. And, but I just, I was trying to look at value yeah. and I was a little surprised. I agree with you that Iowa and Penn state getting that much value right now is pretty amazing, especially Iowa. You're right. That's a, that's a fairly sizable number. Well, and Iowa doesn't have to beat, you know, right. as many teams as Penn state does. Right, to keep so, the bet alive. Yeah. Right. So for them, even if they were to drop a game. Uh, and they still went to the Big Ten championship game and won the Big Ten championship game, they would probably be yeah. in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, it, it's wild looking at it. Let's let's look through. So it's Georgia at plus 120. Yep. Alabama is plus 240, which we said that's bad value because, uh, you know, they're going to have to win a head-to-head against Georgia and then win two, two, uh, semifi- win the semifinal and the championship. So not good value there. I mean, the well, 120 on Georgia might be better in the fact that they could lose an SEC title game and still back into the, true. Into the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. But at plus 120 – you still don't want oh, to take dude. that. That's I think both teams. I think honestly, now that Bama's lost to an unranked team, it start. It, it's not. It may not be any more Bama and Georgia against the field. I mean, maybe a team and a half against the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I would definitely right now. Look, when we did this last week, we said it was basically a huge drop off after after Georgia and Alabama. But how quickly things change, mm-hmm. because now we think at least I think I would take the field in the battle of Georgia and Alabama versus the field. I think I would take the field. The only problem with that, and, and you already know this, is if Bama does right the ship and wins out, then Georgia and Bama both get in and you have half the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you have then you have both. That's true. I, but it's I know it's a risk and 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 you have to believe that Bama would have a decent shot at beating Georgia in the SEC title game if they start playing better and win and get there then, you know, it might be a little bit of a toss-up game. I mean, that spread's going to be short. So what about yeah. Cincinnati? And I'm not, what are saying, their odds? I'm not saying to win it all. It's 25 to 1. But does Cincinnati, if they go undefeated the rest of the season, do they make the playoff? They need Georgia to beat Bama. Yeah. They can't have two spots being taken up by the SEC and Cincinnati hopes they get in because the Big Ten's getting in. And here's the biggest fear for Cincinnati. Oklahoma winning ugly the whole way and winning out because I don't think they get in over an undefeated Big 12 champ. And here's the other problem. If Iowa runs the table and loses a close one to Ohio State in the Big Ten title game and it comes down to a 12-1 Iowa team whose only losses to Ohio State on a neutral field versus an undefeated Cincinnati team who has wins over Notre Dame and Indiana, I, you could take a one-loss Iowa team and feel okay about it if you're the committee. It'd be close. So I'm, I'm not so... I just think a lot of things have to go right for Cincinnati to get in. Yeah. That's why I don't know if I love the value. They need they need a little bit of the chaos, which more chaos. This yeah. this football season so far has had a lot of chaos. So but they need Oklahoma to lose. And you're right. They have to have Alabama lose in the SEC championship game. So they need those two things, which maybe that's not a ton. Think about what Vegas is saying right now to you. Ohio State is ranked sixth in both polls. Not the committee, but they're ranked sixth in AP and coaches. Ohio State's the third betting favorite to win it all. Yeah. And they're sixth in the polls. Yeah. So you're getting value on a one-loss team when you probably shouldn't be because Ohio State controls their own destiny now. Ohio State wins out, they're in. There's no more fear. There was fear after the Oregon loss that the Ducks were going to have to lose two for Ohio State to get in. Well, Oregon's lost one, and Ohio State's already ranked above them. And they lost to them not that long ago in their own building. Yeah, That tells you what the perception is on Ohio State. And then there's this drop-off to Oklahoma, Iowa, Cincy, Penn State. Ohio State's kind of right in the middle of the fall-off from Bama and Georgia. Uh, So I liked or eight to one, you said. And so I do think betting on some of those fringe teams like Iowa and Penn State and Ohio State, which isn't really a fringe team, but you're getting value at eight to one. I think you sprinkle a little bit on on all three of those teams. I can't tell you that I would bet Cincinnati right now. No, I think a little too much has to happen for them. But I think you bet on Ohio State future. You bet on Penn State future. Winner moves on in your tickets. One ticket in the garbage. One ticket moves, and. Regardless, you're going to feel really good on whichever team you have wins that game because you're going to because whoever wins that game, their value goes way down. Penn State comes in and beats Ohio State, they're going from 80 to 1 to 20 to 1, who knows. Um but if you have Ohio State and it kind of carries through and you get Georgia to beat Bama and knock them out, you might have the second best team in the playoff in Ohio State at 8 to 1. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Huge. Yeah. Huge. 
One other futures market sticking with college football that I like, and I'm I'm tracking it because I've placed two major bets on the Heisman Trophy. And the reason mm-hmm. why I like it is there's, in my opinion, a lot of value in the Heisman betting this year because it's so wide open. All right, Bryce Young was the favorite, is still the favorite, but to me, I would be surprised if Bryce Young won the Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy this year. That and he is the favorite. Matt Corral is two to one. Bryce Young is almost two to one, just a little bit below that. C.J. Stroud, who three weeks ago was fifty yeah. to one, he was fifty to one, but no one would take it because he was he wasn't even playing, right? So mm-hmm. uh, now he's down to seven to one. That's how quickly these odds have changed. He's now the third favorite to win the Heisman. Then you got Robinson at 10 to one. You got Ritter at 14 to one. You got Walker at 14 to one. I, I don't love the value on those. I think there's value even further down the board. Uh, remember, I told you I took Travion mm-hmm. Henderson at 50 to one. He's now 28 to one. Uh, another guy who I took, I took at 150 to one was Kenny Pickett, which is Pitt's quarterback. He's now 40 to one. I think there's value in my opinion in the Heisman race because it's so wide open. The great news about that is that the number one team in America has no Heisman candidate. Right. Right. In Georgia. Well, it doesn't feel like it. Right. Uh, I mean, JT Daniels yeah. is 28 to one. Yeah, or I'm sorry, no, no, no he's 45 to one. Yeah. He's 45 to one. Well, their quarterback situation has gone back and forth. So, right. Yeah. I, I don't feel like, um, I mean, there, there's a <sighs> Bijan Robinson versus Travion Henderson is probably going to be an interesting thing. We know it's a stat award. I'm not saying you have to be on the best team in America. It helps if you're on a good team and you know, where's Bijan Robinson? What are his odds? Uh, he is 10 to one. Yeah. So you're going to get a guy, they're going to lean on him. Uh, they, they, they've got Casey Thompson, a quarterback, but this is the guy who's going to average, you know, six, seven yards of pop. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns and he's got a chance to really make his mark. I like the fact that you've got, I mean, it's a stat awards. So you got to kind of stick with the guys that really air it out or the guys that are going to be running it a lot. Uh, Oklahoma just switched quarterbacks. So you don't have a huge worry about a stat chase there. I do like Travion and Bijan both. If you can get, and I like, I still like the odds on Travion at yeah. 30. I, I still do. And so you're right. It is wide open. Um, I haven't tracked Heisman as much as Matt Corral. What's he? Two to one. Okay. So he's, he's right there. Yeah. With, he's with one of the Sean. favorites. Yep. Okay. So similar to our future on the college football teams, I would probably lay off these two favorites. Not enough value there. I would ride one of those running backs, Bijan or Travion, and then they sprinkle a little bit um, on potentially Ritter because if Cincinnati is going to make the playoff, they're going to need to blow teams away, these bad teams. These are stat teams for him. And here's the beautiful thing for Ritter. People might say, well, wait a minute. He doesn't deserve the Heisman. He's getting all these stat numbers on on these dumbass, horrible teams. Mm-hmm. I would say if they're undefeated and they get in a playoff, there's a different feel about it. Like there's a different feel about getting into December undefeated, him being a Heisman candidate because he will be leading an undefeated team that could be playoff bound. 
He's not just a stat guy on a team that has no business being included among the nation's best. I love what you said about the fact that Cincinnati has to blow out all these teams. So he's going to be in the game longer than what he would normally be, right? Because Cincinnati has to look great in these football games. I like that. You're right. There's good value. All right, let's try something new. We haven't done this before, but I think this will be fun. I, I've got the lines for next week's. So we're we're going to get into building the prop bet for tonight's Monday night football yeah, game. Yeah, we need one. We yeah, need one tonight. We need a good win. We need a good win. But before we do that, I think this will be fun. The lines are out for next Sunday's uh, NFL games already. And I just want to test and see where you're at, where your head is on where these spreads are. Okay, you haven't seen any of these spreads, correct? No, in Sunday. fact, I don't even know. In fact, this is a, a brand new thing that I am. Yep. So this is brand new. For. I think this will be fun because this okay. will help us see if is there value one right. way or the other on a team. All right. All right. First off, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think the spread is on that game? Well, we know the Eagles are going to be a home dog in that one. They have to be against Tampa. I mean. Tampa's just too much. I would say Eagles are probably getting a little less than a TD, probably somewhere in the five and a half, six range. Okay, good guess. They're at seven. So right now it's right at seven. I like that a little bit. I do too. Decent number. Maybe by the hook. Who knows? Okay, next. Yeah. Miami Dolphins at at Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) This is in London, by the way. (laughs) Oh, one win between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, enjoy, enjoy this game. Uh, there's no way the Jags are the favorite. I mean, despite being in London where they feel most at home, I would say, I mean, this, this team is now they didn't get just completely annihilated this past weekend. And you know, I've loved betting against them this year. So the dolphins are probably going to be a field goal favorite somewhere in that area. I mean, it's an ugly game. Very good call. It's three and a half. So very good call. Now I'll tell you what I'm, I'm joining this, this challenge because I have not seen the rest of these lines. I'm scrolling down as we go. So I'm going to join you on this. All right. Next game Packers at bears. Where, where do you put the line? The bears got a good win yesterday. Good win. I I did not see them handling the Raiders the way they did Uh, rivalry game at the bears. So take that into effect. Uh, Packers, Come off barely beating Green Bay. Uh, barely beating, I'm sorry, Cincinnati. Um, Packers are probably a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Okay. Field goal. I was That's thinking good. probably similar to – so the Packers were a field goal favorite at Cincinnati. Yeah. I think it's a similar was, line, too. So I'm going to guess it. But three. rivalry game. The correct answer is, mm-hmm. oh, Packers are giving four-and-a-half. So a little more than what we thought. Yeah, it's kind of nice when it leans away that maybe you were leaning. Like, if you love it at this price, you'll even really love it at that price. Right. Uh, and I I just think I would have loved it at a field goal or less, and I would have bet Green Bay. But now that it's at four and a half, it's a little dicey. I'd probably yeah. be on – I'd be willing to probably bet the Bears at four and a half. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean – It's going to be a crazy game at Soldier Field. And the Packers' defense I is know. beat up. Yes, so it is. All right, next one. Yeah. Texans at Ooh, Colts. Giving us the dreck. <laughs> yeah. Is anybody going to watch these games? No, these, these are some bad oh football goodness, games. You didn't go week. to the good games. We're predicting spreads on the horrible games. <laughs> yep, maybe, that's where, maybe that's where you make the money, betting the bad games. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, everybody, all, the handle's always the biggest on the most watched games. 
Maybe we found a loophole in the system. Let's yeah. just bet horrible games. Uh, Texans at the Colts. Well, Colts are going to be a favorite in that one. Now, they play tonight, so they'll be on a short week, right? And That's right. I don't know how they're going to come out of that game. That's why I would never bet this game before they've actually played. They could have injuries yep. coming out of this game. But they're going to be a seven. Ah, let's go higher than that. they got to be higher than that at home. Boy, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to go lower. Really? Against yeah, the Texans? Yeah, Texans, Texans gave the Patriots a game. Oh, yeah, you know what they did, actually. Um, Give me seven and a half, Indianapolis. All right, I'm going to say six. And the answer is, oh, I was way off. Ten. It's even higher than I thought. Wow. All right. Ten. Okay, let's not spend too much more time on that game. <laughs> no, that game is a horrible game. Now, this, this line I think will be interesting. Chiefs at... Washington football team. Boy, my goodness. Chiefs in a bounce Public back. was really anti-Chiefs at home. A lot of people bet Buffalo, but Buffalo's been great against the spread, the best team against the spread over the last couple seasons. Uh, feels like almost like must-win time for the Chiefs again, like at two and three. Like, that's it's crazy to think where they are, that they are starting. I mean, I know it's early, and they play an extra game this year, and I, I'm not going to count them out, of course, but – uh, Chiefs are going to be a favorite in that one, but it is on the road. I would say they're favorite probably, probably like four and a half. And I'm going to go, a half. I'm gonna go a little higher. I, I would say six and a half. Okay. And the answer is, oh, all right. We hit one right on six and a half. Well done. Okay. So next we're going Chargers at Ravens. That's a good football game. Chargers at Ra- Ravens coming off a short week as well. Um, Chargers coming off a huge win against another, Cleveland. Another game where the line could move depending on what happens tonight. You know, True. It, it's one of those weird things where I see Baltimore being a, fa- a short favorite in that game at home, somewhere in the two and a half area, uh, maybe three. It's kind of one of those where they both are pretty evenly matched in my mind. So I'm going to give the home field advantage some worth. Um, but if they don't look great tonight, you know, I I don't I could see it being one and a half to two if they don't look good tonight. I could see it being three to three and a half if they look really good tonight. So I'll just split the difference and say three point favorite. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say just under a field goal. In fact, I, I liked your call at about a one point. So let me see what it is. Uh, oh, you hit one right on the number. Ravens three point favorite. Ravens oh, minus wow. three. All right. Next we got Rams Giants. Rams against the G-Men. And by the way, the Giants are absolutely beat up. Yeah, they're injured. This has got to be a 13-and-a-half point spread for the Rams, even on the road. I just feel like Barkley, Danny Dimes in concussion protocol. How is this game even bettable right now? That's a great question. Yeah, it shouldn't be. So they they got to be a 13-and-a-half or somewhere in that range. Uh, I like your number. I'm going to guess even higher i'm gonna guess 15 that's pretty, pretty it's high bold. it's high that's and the number, number is only 10 and a half so good call well, by the way now. i would a hundred percent hop in if at 10 can, and a half if you can get it get it assuming mr <laughs> mr I mean, dimes barkley's little ankle roll how bad that is it looks bad. It, it did. It looked bad it looked very ouchy but you never know i can't imagine they're rushing him no. back um, all right, next game, Vikings. You're Vikings who survived. Oh, what a Mickey Mouse win that was. <laughs> At the Panthers. 
Vikes are hanging in there, man. They're 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 just somehow. I mean, they almost botched the game. Madison fumbles. I think it was inside a minute. They should have lost. That's a game they should have lost. Yet there are other games this year they should have won. Yes. So they've they've really evened they, out. They evened out. But they're, the, the they're, field goal at the end of this one versus the field goal at the end of the Cardinals. CMC is going to be back. <laughs> yeah. For this one, and so I would say Carolina is probably a three and a half point favorite. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go about a field goal. Yeah. I'm with you. And it is, okay, Carolina is only minus one and a half. All right. So mm. All we right. think. So basically a pick them. Yep. All right. Now another, this one is a great matchup. Cardinals at Browns. Undefeated Arizona. Cleveland coming back from the West Coast. At home. They will be up for this one. Heartbreaking loss against the Chargers. No question in my mind that they're a home favorite. That's not even a question here. It's just by how many. Um, feels like three and a half. My my feels initial like, thought was this is probably a field goal. Feels you like know, this is a three. Three to three and a half for me. I mean, Arizona has been. Boy, it, it, Arizona's weird because at times they look like a Super Bowl mm-hmm. contender. And then at times it's like, eh. So the correct answer is, okay, we were very close. It's two and a half. Okay, so we, we said three, and it was at two and a half. Next, the Cowboys at the Patriots. Cowboys at Patriots. What would that line be? And by the way, I have been wrong every single week betting against the Cowboys. Cowboys at the Pats. My goodness. Uh, Dallas is certainly a favorite in that game. I mean, they're a better team. And I would say you'd probably get me to sprinkle a little bit on the Pats if they were getting like five. That would feel right to me. I don't. Jeez, I, I think you might need a little more. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it's a touchdown. I'm gonna go seven. Uh, and on the road. it is. Oh, man, you are really good. Four and a half is the number. Four and a half. And I'll tell you what, I would this this one I would bet Dallas at four and a half. Yes. I would too. High scoring game. Yep. I I would bet them for sure. Next, Raiders Broncos. Raiders Bronx. Raiders coming off an egg lane when people are actually starting to like them. The Broncos D a little bit shaky there against Pittsburgh. Broncos at home. Rivalry game. I like going to uh you know, rivalry game with two evenly matched teams, even records. I would say, boy, three and a half, four points for yeah, Denver. It feels it Eight. feels about a field goal. Yeah, field goal seems like an ugly game. I'll go with you on low over under. I'll go with you on three and a half. Okay. Uh, it is okay. We were very close. It's three. All right, it's three. Seahawks, we, were we, got, at, we were as good at the betting as we were at picking the lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we are going to go with a Sunday night matchup. Seattle, no Russell Wilson mm-hmm. oh. versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's quarterbacking? Uh, I assume it's Geno Smith, right? Yeah, right. Geno 911 back in, uh, you know, Sunday night at Heinz Field. No bargain for Seattle. Uh, their minds might be a little bit 
I mean, although it probably felt good the way Geno came in and almost rescued that game for them and played pretty well, you know, and, and no one's doing cartwheels over the Steelers who just lost Juju Smith-Schuster for the year. Yeah. But I think with Najee and Deontay and Claypool, uh, certainly enough, they're a home favorite by how much? Five points? That's what do you a, think? That's a good guess. I think it might be a tick more. Okay. I might go six. Okay. Uh, the answer is, boy, four and a half. You you are absolutely mm. on fire with these. Um, okay, last one. Mo- next Monday night, uh, Bills at Titans. Bills at Titans, last one. Bills are a big favorite in this one. I mean, big relatively speaking. I almost My mind instantly went to a touchdown, but I could be talked into six and a half. Yep, I'm thinking around a touchdown as well. Yeah. The answer is okay, five and a half. Five and a half. All right, so I'd probably lay the points. So my oh, wait, that's at Tennessee, uh, at Tennessee. Okay, yeah. then that makes sense. So just throwing this out there, my initial feeling is Bucks over the Eagles in a money line, right? You like the Bucks to? It is at Philadelphia. Uh, you throw in. You throw in the Colts over the over the Texans, and I, and I'm talking just money line, not not with the spread. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a not a monster fan of of the of the money line on the road there, but I understand with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean I I understand where you're going with that. Um, I would say, boy, this is a tough week because you got to take the favorites on the road. Or yeah, a lot of them. The Rams. Yeah, yeah you're throwing in the Rams. I would go Cowboys. Steelers. I know you're not going to be high on the Steelers, and I'm not telling you to be, but I just think Geno coming in there on a on a on a Mon- on a Sunday night. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with I you. Go Steelers. You said Rams. Yeah, Rams against the Giants. And I could see you throwing in Tampa. I get that. So if you did, okay. So if you did those five, let's see, one, two. Give me it again, Pitt. TB, yep. Rams, uh, the Bills, Bills. At, the, at the Titans. Yep. You want to go Cowboys? Yeah, let's throw the Cowboys. Yep. So six way feast. You're getting more than four to one. Who's you're your getting, sixth team? Uh, we got Colts, Steelers. Oh, Colts. Okay. Yeah, Colts yeah. over the Texans okay. at home. Yep. The Steelers, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Bills, the Buccaneers. That's over four to one. It's four and a half to one. So that's that's probably something similar to what I will be doing, I think. Well, and here's the interesting part. Bills on the road, Dallas on the road, Tampa on the road, Rams on, Rams the, road. on the road. Not that you're that frightened of that, but just in perception, you feel like, okay, can we win those three road games? Can you go three for three on those road games? Yeah. Hopefully you can. Um and you say we're getting four to one on that six. Four and way? a half. Four and a half. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. It's decent value. What's the one that would scare you the better. most? Uh, the one that probably would scare me the most would be potentially Pittsburgh's tough to really feel great about um, because their offense isn't all world. Even the Seahawks defense is bad. But 
it's tough to really be that confident betting on the Steelers right now, but I, I'm okay with that one. I don't know why that Tampa Eagles game is giving me a little weird feeling. It shouldn't. Uh, Bills at Titans. They're still a great team. Uh, I mean, I guess the Patriots could dial something up against Dallas. There's really nothing in there outside of, I think, right. I think Pittsburgh's the inconsistent one for me. You just don't know where you're going to get with them. But they are not going. They're going up against Geno. Like, I feel like that could be the one. Is there one that worries you more than another one? Honestly, I look at the six, and I, I'd really like all six. Like, I, I think that's a pretty good. It's a good feeling, then. And, and, you know, more than four and a half to one on six, that I, feels right. It really does. Geno's was was pretty good in that in that reserve mode. That yeah, he pick was. at the end wasn't really his fault. He had to throw to space there. Um, so if you pin me down on what maybe the one I was most worried about, it would be probably be that one. Pittsburgh, Seattle just seems in my mind closer than the others. And then that would be it. Yeah. Right. I like it. All right. So last thing we're going to do here today on cashing out again, money line. Mark is still out West spending a whole week in Vegas, by the way, he must be doing well. Yes. Happy for him. It, 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 Trust me, he's doing well. He sent me he sent me a couple texts uh, about how much he was up, and it is uh, it's pretty. Well, good. why is he telling them this after the fact? Yeah. Why is he getting why didn't he get, getting these texts saying, "Hey, do you want a piece of this?" Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to rip. There's enough of that, right? I mean, I want to hear how great you're doing after the fact. Yes, yes, we want. Uh, I we, want a taste. We want in. We want in. Moneyline, Mark. We need you. All right. So last thing we're going to do, we've been very good at this. Uh, we unfortunately did not win our last Monday night props parlay. But All garbage on our guy, uh, which receivers, Mike Williams, that laid his only yes. egg of the year. His only egg of the year. He's been great. He single-handedly beat me in fantasy. Look what he did to the Browns yesterday. The one week we'd go all in on him. Because you look at his stats, he's been a beast. But they're similar to Seattle in that sometimes Metcalf gets it, sometimes Lockett gets it, sometimes Keenan Allen gets it, sometimes he gets it. But usually he gets it. I know. And man, he did not for us and last we, week. And we checked a few other boxes on that parlay, too. I think we pretty much yeah. hit everything except Mike but Williams. him. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Colts, Ravens. Let's build. Um, first off. Which way are you on the spread tonight? The spread is seven and a half. So do you have a do you have a feel on mm. on the spread or do we stay away from the spread? I think we stay away, although we're not going to get any value on going money line Ravens, right? I mean it's not much. It's minus three sixty. We can we can build with it, but it's not gonna do well with it. I our, mean, I wouldn't uh, mind throwing it in for a little extra value. Although right. you know, you say it's seven and a half? Seven and a half. I do, and the Ravens are at home? Yep. Yep. I wouldn't mind throwing it in. They're good. You think they win by more? They're than good. You? I mean, it's you You wouldn't feel awful betting at minus seven and a half. And, you know, actually, Lamar is really good at beating up on these bad teams. Like, that's one thing that the Ravens always are really good about doing is Scott, beating the, the crap out of bad teams. There's a right side and a wrong side. Let's just try to be on the right side of it. And I, I think minus seven and a half wouldn't scare me too much. Okay, so if we're doing that, do you feel confident that the Ravens, and again, they're, you're giving them minus seven and a half, do they score more than 27 points tonight? The Ravens? Yes. 
difficult question. That offense, you never know. Uh, that number never really scares me in the NFL, but I could see them coming under that. I don't know why. I'm going to check to see a little bit about, you know, the Colts are not a team that I've been paying that much attention to this year. Yeah. You know, I think we could be a little deceived by the one and three record. So the Ravens have scored 27, 36, 19, and 23. That's, so it's not really. So it's actually gone over only one, over twice of their four games. And one of them tied it by going to overtime. So I don't know if I would do that. And I'm pulling up the Colts. And the Colts' defense has actually been good. Well, yeah. not great, but only one time have they given up more than 27, and that was week one where they gave up 28. So they gave up 28, they gave up 27, they gave up 25, mm-hmm. and they gave up 17. Yeah. And they played some good offenses. I'm telling they you, played man, Seattle. I'll be talking myself out of the lane that seven and a half. I. <laughs> I'm with you now. Just throw it. I want. I want a dub, man. You want to get a win here. You want to take the plus seven and a half. I'd rather. No, I'd rather just bet him on the money line for a little extra added value, and then go a little heavier on the props. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We've got him in there Let's on the go money Ravens line. Ravens W. Right. Ravens W. That's in there. Now, ooh, I, I probably you probably want to stay away from passing yards, um, with Wentz. At 2.30, I mean, although they're probably going to have to throw a lot, right? The Colts. You would think, yep. So do you like uh, Wentz at 2.31 passing yards? Boy, he's not the first guy I would have gone to in this prop to lead us off. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going like, down yeah. the board. So yeah. Wentz, 231. Lamar Jackson at 236. He what's has Lamar's been throwing rushing, the ball more. What's Lamar's rushing? Uh, 67. Latavius 67? Murray. Yep. And That's Latavius Murray is 49. What about Tyson Williams? Not listed. Not listed? Not listed. Nope. You is, got, he, is he dinged up a little you bit? You get two options, Lamar or Mur- or uh, uh, Latavius. And then uh, for the Colts, you've got Wentz, Taylor, Mac and Hines. Uh, this is really, this is tough now. I'd like to go to Lamar Jackson's rushing yards. And you like that? I always do with him. The only thing I'm it's thinking, lot, and, and and by the way, we know that the rushing yard numbers matter to them, right? Because yeah, they wanted to they wanted the, the stats. They yeah. wanted the record last week. I think the Ravens control the ball in this game. I do. Um, now Lamar is. You know what? Scratch that. Lamar's actually been more of a passer lately. Um, he had that back issue. Remember a couple weeks ago? Maybe he's a little more gun shy and running the ball and and. Um, How about 19 completions for Lamar? He's averaging more than 33 passes over his last two games. Well, you like that then, 19 completions? I'm going to take a look here. 
I mean, that's... Yes, I like that. Okay. Because he wants to pass the football. I think he's going to lean on that a little more. I mean, certainly if the game gets out of hand and they just want to run. But we don't... I don't see it getting too out of hand. So... So so let's go Lamar 19. Okay. If you like him to throw the ball, do we go with the over 236 passing yards? 236 isn't that much. It's a, it's an interesting number though. I mean, it's it's not it's not nothing. He's gone 235, 239, 287, 316. He's gone over it in every every game. You said it's what? Two what? 236. Oh, actually he missed it in week 1 in the overtime game. And then he beat it by 3 yards against Kansas City in but, a game presumably you would have to throw. Here's the other problem. You said 19 completions? Yeah. He's tied it once and he's beaten it once. He's lost the other two. So he's only gone 19, 18, 16, 22. Ooh. Doesn't feel right. I'd bet on the yards over completions. Let's hope he hits a long one. You know what I mean? I I, I feel better in going over 236 than I would hitting the 19. How do you feel? Yeah, that's fine by me. Let's go with the 236. Then let's grab some receivers. You got... First off, I'll give you the receptions numbers. Mark Andrews, five. Hollywood Brown, four. I like that. Sammy Watkins, four. Um, and then for the Colts, you've got Pittman, five. Uh, you got Hines, four. Doyle, three. Paris Campbell, two. Jonathan Taylor, two. And uh, that's about it. Naheem Hines has not been good lately, and I'd, I'd, I'd be afraid he's kind of been non-existent. I would grab the Marquise Brown at four or more on the catches. Yeah. That would be number one for me, because if, if we're going to get to 236 yards, he's going to get four catches, right? Yes. It just He has to. I really like that. So four or more, 236. We're not doing the completions. We got the Ravens on the dub, so we got three, three legs of it right now so if we like hollywood brown with four catches do we like him with uh 59 receiving yards yeah we do okay i think we do i mean i can give you a little bit of what his best days have been if you if you want me to give you that no i i i feel pretty confident hollywood brown gets 60 yards 69 113 53 91 a good bet to go over. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yep, I like it. And then That's we need four legs. Need to throw two more Three and in a half. There. Let's throw two more in there. I think we need to find something with the Colts. Um, to me, it feels like they're going to need to throw the ball, and they're going to be playing catch up. You want to go with Wentz? I, I I think I do. All right, so let's throw in something with Wentz. What do you have? What what looks good to you? You got 22 completions, okay? And and I think they might have to ha- have a lot of late completions to t- stay in this game. Uh, yeah. You got passing yards at 231. It's high for him, although he has beaten it a couple times this year. Missed it a couple times, too. And he missed it in, in a game against the Dolphins, like where you'd think he would be fine and he did not get to that number against Miami better defense though or at least respectfully uh 
Completions, you say 22? Yep. He's gone 25, 20, 19, 24. Right there. I think I like it, though, because they're going to have to play from behind. Let's do it. Do it. All right. Completions in. Let's get one more. Do we want to do anything with Jonathan Taylor? Rushing yards, 61. Him to score a touchdown. He's only got one score this year, I believe. He's only got one touchdown this year. What are his yards? Uh, 61. We could also do number of carries for Jonathan Taylor, which is 16. Okay, so he's gone 17, 15, 10, 16. Ooh. His rushing yards, 56, 51, 64, 103. He's trending in the right direction. What's his over-under on yards? 61. Let's take him to go over 61. I like that. Okay. That way we don't get caught up in how many attempts or whether he scores or not. That means every time he has it, we got a shot to get over that 61. All right. So here is the parlay. It is Baltimore to win the game. Yep. Very conservative. Lamar, 236 passing yards. Mm -hmm. Hollywood Brown, four catches for at least 59 yards. Wentz, 22 pass completions. Jonathan Taylor, 61 or more rushing yards. The only one, and out of the ones, the one that concerns me the most. I'm going to say the the completions. I'm going to say Wentz, 22 completions. Yeah, that's the one that makes me most. Do we want to change it? Uh, To what? I don't know. Just something that feels better. Yeah. (laughs) Something Um, that feels a little bit better. I don't know what, but give me something that might feel a little bit better. Do you want to grab somebody uh, scoring a touchdown? Yeah, but I don't want to get into the multiples with Lamar. What do we have on uh, Mark Andrews? Uh, By the way, Lamar to score one touchdown would be minus 111. So... Passing or running? No, it would have to be a rushing touchdown. What's Mark Andrews? Uh, To score a touchdown? No, just give me a catches. Receptions on Mark Andrews would be four and a half. So we need five from him? Yep. He's gone three, five, five, five. (laughs) Three, five, five, five? (laughs) He's gotten five in his last three games. You like it? It's been targeted over the last three games, five, seven, and eight. Uh, (laughs) Do you like it better than than the the 22 uh, plus 22 completions? No, I mean, I'm okay with either one. I mean, I think the Mark Andrews is a little safer to get him five grabs, but it's a, what do you think? I could go Mark Andrews over Wentz. Yeah. 22 completions is a little high for my liking. Okay. So this one is. I hope those aren't famous last words. Yeah. Yeah. I'm praying. So we'll we'll throw in the over on Mark Andrews. He has to have four or has has to have five receptions. Um, And that gets us to 12 and a half to one. 
I like that. Let me let me throw in. Let me just pull this thing. <laughs> just out. not pretty enough for you, is it? <laughs> well, well. Here's what I want to do. I want to see if we bring Mark Andrews' number of receptions down to four. How about Mark Andrews' receiving yards? Re- his receiving With yards five plus is fifty-four. I mean, if he gets five, I could see him clearing fifty-four. He's got 10 catches on 15 targets over his last two games for 176 yards. He's Lamar's favorite dude. That total seems... We also have Hollywood Brown in there, too. So we would have Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. That total seems low to me, that 50-whatever-you-had-on-Andrews. 54. Well, I guess it's 10 yards a catch, a little more. So I guess it's not as low as I thought. (laughs) Unless you want him scoring... You no, want Mark Andrews scoring. I think that's Loves so Loves him random. in the red zone. I know. I know. Okay. I'm good with what do you want to take out? Well, I don't want to take anything out. We got Lamar at passing yards, Brown with catches and passing yards. We have Taylor in yards rushing, and we have Andrews with five catches. And a Ravens dub. So that would that got us to the 12 and 1, right? One, two. No, we are now 16 to 1. Throwing in the Mark Andrews numbers. Right. So here, here's what it is. Final one, because I, I like it at 16 to 1. Lamar, 250, I'm sorry, 236. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown, four catches for 59 yards. Jonathan Taylor, 61 rushing yards. Mark Andrews, five catches, 54 yards. It pays 16 to 1. Let's do it. It is processing. Processing nicely. Come on, let's get one tonight. We're getting it. We're getting it. Going all in on Lamar and a little bit of Taylor. I like it. All right, you have all these numbers written down, right? Got them. Okay. All right, that's it. And we are going to wrap up cashing out. We will be back next Wednesday. Moneyline Mark better have some good Vegas stories for us next week. Let's win. Let's make some money. We'll see you next Monday. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you.